Hi, I'm Tony Red, and welcome to The Red Room, the next edition of Unsung Musicians Behind the Headline Legends. Today, my very special guest completed his bachelor's and master's degree in jazz studies under the renowned musician David Baker at Indiana University's Jacobs School of Music. He is currently touring with the legendary Patti LaBelle. He's also toured with Jill Scott, Mary J. Blige, New Edition, Anita Baker, P.J. Morton, so many more. He's made special appearances on The Tonight Show, Good Morning America, Inside the NBA on TNT, The Steve Harvey Show, Ellen and Jimmy Kimball. Without further ado, the very talented saxophonist, musician, Mike Burton. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being a part of my podcast. Thanks for having me. This is this is awesome. It's been a long time. Well, you know, I had to have you. I mean, come on, you big. I mean, you're booked and busy and doing the doggone thing. So why wouldn't I have you, man? And you know, it's so funny because sometimes you know I get so uh, turned around on social media because mm-hmm. I was trying to message you and kept. Uh, finding your picture, so I'm like, oh, brother. And then didn't realize I had your phone number the whole time. See? Look at that. We go way back. Yeah, no, we go way back. Okay, so right now you're out touring with the legendary Patti LaBelle. How's that going? And what city are y'all in? And how many tour dates do you have? And what's going on? <laughs> Let me see. Where am I? We just landed. We are in Niagara Falls, New York. We just got here like 30 minutes ago. I just got to my hotel room. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she, she's working all the time. She just turned 78 years old last month. No way. She's not showing any signs of slowing down. So she has dates booked through next year already. So Well, well she, um, she is Pat LaBelle. You know, it's funny because it's a trip because the week, her, okay, it's her birthday. It's um, Rochelle Farrell's birthday. It's my birthday. I think it's also Gladys. I think we're all in that same week. When I saw that on a uh, calendar, all those dates, and my birthday was, you know, falling the same. I'm like, wow, all those vocalist in the same week of May, you know, some of us landed in um, the, the, the Taurus end, but some of us are in the Gemini end as well. I guess, yeah, she was written in the stars. I guess, I guess so. Okay, so <laughs> um, so you say you, you all are in Niagara Falls, and it's, uh, is this your first time in Niagara Falls, or you've been there before? No, I've been here a few times. Uh, back when I was playing with Tyler Perry back in the day, we came here a few times. And that might have been. And now, you know, um, Buffalo, New York is right up here, too. So I've right. been up here. What's the weather like? Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's kind of chilly. It's probably like in the in the 60s, maybe. You know, it's, it's hot in Atlanta. So it was, yeah, it's burning up here. It's about 100 yeah. degrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I brought a little jacket with me, a little, little sweatsuit or something to put on because it's, uh, it's, it's kind of cool for this. Boy. I know. Okay, so tell me about how did you get the gig with Pat LaBelle? Um, my brother uh, Jeff Bradshaw, great trombonist. Um, we worked together uh, years ago um, with Jill Scott and Mary J. Blige, and I brought him in on the Tyler Perry tour back in the day. So we just kind of look out for one another. He called me. Uh, actually, my first run with Patty was 2012. The summer of 2012, they did a tour. He called us back then and said, hey, Patty wants to uh, have an orange section. You, you guys be down to do it. So we did that. And fast forward to 2018, 
she brought us back. We've been rolling ever since. Wow. So what is it like? Because I see, uh, according to your social media, she be featuring you on solos. I mean, I don't blame her. But tell me, <laughs> how do you feel being on stage with the icon like that? It's, it's, it's just a blessing. It really is. I mean, somebody, you know, who I grew up listening to, we all grew up listening to. She's uh, an American treasure, truly an icon. And uh, just, just the fact that she knows my name, <laughs> you know, and, and shares the stage with me and the rest of the band. She's such a giving person. Um, she's just awesome. She's like your favorite auntie, you know, just oh. good people all, all, all the way around. So uh, have you tasted any of her cooking yet? Most definitely, most definitely. What? A few times we've been in rehearsals. She uh, she'll cook at the house and bring food out to us to eat at the rehearsal spot. And uh, I mean, she can throw down. It's it's the real deal. It's the real deal, Holyfield. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> All right, now that must be nice eating with Patty, breaking bread with Patty Labelle. It is. I mean, that's it's amazing. You know, I, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. You know, I had dreams to do a whole lot of stuff and to be out here actually doing it. It's just it's a blessing, man. Yeah, you are truly, truly blessed. Okay, so tell me about playing with Miss Jill Scott, child. How was that? How did you get that gig? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, musically, probably one of, one of my favorite gigs I've ever done. I mean, she's she's another one, just real, just a good person. Um, actually, Jeff Bradshaw again. Well, between Jeff Bradshaw and uh, Lil John Roberts, the drummer, they oh. reached out um, to me. Uh, I guess that was probably making two thousand and seven. Um, I was I I had been doing the Tyler Perry plays for a while, and then um, Tyler switched up the band for a second, so I was out of a gig. <laughs> and um, Jeff was just I I had done a gig with Jeff Bradshaw uh, up in Charlotte, North Carolina, a few months before this with Lil John. That brought me back, you know, Lil John Robinson drummer. He brought me back up. He brought me um, up to Charlotte to play with with him and Jeff, and me and Jeff hit it off and. Uh, Jeff was just, a few months have passed, and Jeff was just calling me to say Merry Christmas. You know, we call each other, you know, holidays and whatnot. And um, like I said, I, I had just uh, lost my gig. My wife was, was pregnant with our first child. Wow. <laughs> I was kind of in panic mode. So I just said, hey, man, you know, I, um, you know, if you hear anybody looking for a saxophone player, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm available, you know. And he said, it's, it's, it's funny you should ask, you know, ask me that, man, because the guy who was playing saxophone for us, you know, during the time he was taking a break from being on the road, and uh, Jeff was like, "Yo, man, did you, did you play tennis sax? Did you play flute? Did you play ewe?" I said, "Yep, I play all that stuff." Wow! And two weeks later, I was I was in, in Philly rehearsing. Uh, I, I had to get approved by Randy Bolin, great guitar player. Randy Bolin, he's he was the, the MD at the time, music director at the time, and he um, he worked it out, and I was up there. Now, one question: What on earth were you in panic mode? I mean, you know, just just being a, being a man, you know, like um, you know, I gotta uh, take care of my family. And yeah, but being a man, but wait, no, no, who is your father? God is my father. Wait, right? well, so, then you ain't so got no business yeah. being in yeah, panic mode. Listen, but you know, that's what we do. That's what we do. Where that's why I'm bald headed now, got gray hair all, all in my beard. You're you so know, crazy. That's hilarious. But, uh, but I, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time now, so I, I've learned, I've learned not to worry. I, I know that uh, the phone is gonna keep ringing, and yes, you know, I, I, and I create my own opportunities, and you know, man, there you go. Now you talking, and and, and, and God's got it. So it's all you good. gotta preach. Okay, yeah. so uh, now tell me about how did you get the gig with Riri Aretha Franklin? 
And what was that like playing with the queen of soul, child? Aretha Franklin, so I just played with her only one time. She came to Atlanta, I think it was back in 2014. Mm-hmm. She was playing at the, um, at the Fox Theater. And she wanted to uh, have an all-black uh, big band. So she reached out to, I think, well, I, I got the call from Jerry Freeman. Uh, Jerry Freeman, great trumpet player in Atlanta. He has mm-hmm. the horns unlimited. They did all the stuff for Outkast back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but a great, great friend of mine as well. And he and he reached out uh, for that. So that was like I said, it's a one time thing, but it still was super amazing. We, we just had one day to rehearse, wow. reading all reading all those old charts from back in the day, you know, like the original charts. So just really, really great experience. And she, we we didn't see her all day. She came, she came in like right when the show was about to start to walk on stage. Like, oh my God, it's Rita Franklin. She just <laughs> she killed, sold out show at the Fox Theater. That's probably one of her last concerts, I think. Oh man. Uh, but it was it was an amazing experience though. I know that was amazing. Okay, so now you played with some of everybody. I mean, like one of my favorites, New Edition. I love them. So did Melly get you that gig, or or somebody else in the band? Like you know. Me- yep, Melly, yeah. Melly and Trey, Trey Gilbert. So yeah, that's even funny. I um, Melly, uh, who's a great drummer by the way, oh, producer. Cool. He mixed one of my first uh, projects, solo projects I did mm-hmm. when I first moved to Atlanta. And um, he was like, man, who's, who's playing keys on all of this stuff? I'm like, that's me. You know, I played all the instruments on my album. Um, and so he mixed my, my stuff. And so when, when they were on the road looking for somebody to play uh, My, 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 and the Johnny Gill song, the saxophone player, but they also needed somebody that was going to be up there to play the other stuff because there's just one song with a saxophone solo on it. So they, uh, he told Wizard and, and Trey about me. Um and that's how I got on that gig. So I, I actually was just, I was subbing for Wizard Jones, who was the right. music director back, back at that time. That was years ago. That might have been 2004, 2005, something I, like that. I remember when it happened because he told me. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, See, I knew, yeah, that, I knew. That's, how, that's how far we go, man. I know. Long, long yeah. time. Okay, now, one of my favorites, Fantasia. How did you mm-hmm. end up playing with her? Was it like a tour or several dates or... Was it just or like you know something special? Um, it was five days. She, she. Well, I, I worked with her in, in different settings. I just played with her a couple nights ago at Tyler Perry Studios. We backed her up. Um, okay. He had like he had like a rap party for all of his television shows, and she was one of the surprise guests to uh-huh. perform for, for the people. So that was the, the Ronnie Garrett, who was Tyler's music director, mm-hmm. uh, and a guy named Eric e. Will Williams. He, he's Fantasia's music director, so they reached out to us to do that. But in the past, um. Yeah, the guy E. Will, he's her. He's been, he's been he's been her for a long time. So he reached out to us to do her. She was in like a Christmas project she did, mm-hmm. and they came to the Cobb Energy Center in Atlanta, and they also did um, what's that place? City City Winery. City Winery, yeah. And so we backed up on both of those shows, and then I played with her again on a couple of war shows, Trump Awards, Soul Train Awards, stuff like that, where she's like you know coming up to honor someone, like uh, do a a tribute performance. Right. So I, I would say maybe a, a handful of times. But uh, she's another one, just a real, real person, beautiful, beautiful spirit, good people, you know, um, not not fake Hollywood at all, just no. real cool. And that voice, I love that voice. That voice oh, oozes yeah. with passion and soul. Most definitely, most definitely. Okay, so how do you juggle all this? Okay, because you're a husband, you're a father, you're a son, you're a musician, you're a great musician, saxophone, keys, you know, you've been in HBO movies. I mean, how do you juggle being on the road, handling all this, all of these responsibilities, because that's a lot. Do you ever get overwhelmed? I don't get overwhelmed. Um, 
Uh, first and foremost, you know, is, is having a, a great partner, a great life partner. My wife, we met we met in college um, when we both were broke trying to figure it out and had dreams and aspirations to do all these things. Right. So we, we we push each other. You know, like she, she works a lot, too. She has my wife, uh, Chef Razia Sabor Burton. She just, uh, she's, um, she's one of the top chefs in the country, I believe. I think she's the best I think caterer. She is, too. You know I'm following her as well. Atlanta. Right. Yes, so she's amazing, you know. Um, so we, you know, we, we support one another. Um, if she's got, like, a big gig, she got to do this and do that, then yeah. and I'm home. I got the kids, you know, saying so we have a great support system with our family. Right. Her, her sisters are in Atlanta. My mom and dad just moved out there. So, but the kids are a little bit older now, so it's not just, like, you know, crazy as it was. They're still crazy because they got because now they all active in all kind of events and mm-hmm. you know music and sports and all kind of other stuff. But um, we just make it work. Seriously, um, I don't. You know, I've been doing this so long like this. It's uh, it's like the norm. It's, it's like the norm, yeah. Okay. And, I, and I think it's I, and I think it's just good too that our kids get to see their parents walking in their purpose. You know, like yeah. you know, actually doing what something they love to do, and they're already you know telling us what they want to do when they grow up and go to college and you know start their careers. And, um, but yeah, I, you know, I can't I can't tell you like like a secret recipe for it. It yeah. it, it works. It happens. You know, and we just we, we support each other. All of us. Your your yeah. like you say your life partner. Okay, so now have you had to make any type of sacrifices to be, to be where you are today or? Sacrifices. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's all a sacrifice. Uh, you know, um, when I was doing those Tyler plays, I'd be gone for months at a time. You know, that was that was rough. You know, um, I haven't take, taken on tours where I work, where I'm out for that long of amount of time uh, in, a, in in a few years now. But you know, I would definitely say sacrificing. Like you know, as artists, all of us. You know, it's like when everybody's you know celebrating. Mother's Day or uh, Thanksgiving or some holidays, you know, it's like there's a concert that evening and that people want to go get out of the house and go see the concert. And, you know, then we are the ones that are putting on the show, you know. Right. So it's like, so sometimes we get to miss those things, um, you know, because we are the, we, we, we are the show, you know. Fourth yeah. of July, you know, whatever. Everybody out barbecuing, we might be at Essence Festival doing a concert, you know, yeah. as opposed to just, it, you know, mm-hmm. so um, I mean, but it's definitely a labor of love, you know. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it, you know. Nothing um, in the world. Nothing in the world. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I'm definitely blessed, you know, to do something I love to do. Yes, you are. Uh, and okay. so it's, it's all good. Okay, so now you've been out there a long time in a lot of situations, a lot of people, different people, and the world is crazy, and you know. And um, so, and sometimes people say musicians are crazy, and we are, because you have to be kind of crazy to, to keep staying in this business. Um, <laughs> <Most definitely. I'm laughs> okay. Okay. So, have you ever had any type of crazy situations out on the road, or doing crazy. a performance? Because I mean, I've had some. So I know you've had some. You know, like stuff, good and bad. Uh, what do we think? I mean, definitely. I've you know seen some of everything out here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, look, my my first tour when I finished college was with the Universal Circus. So, yeah. oh, so I, I heard. I, look, it was stories floating back about the band. So listen, listen. I got, I got certain stories for day. I could probably do a whole movie about the universe. You know, a solo circus. I mean, just, <laughs> tell us a good story. Just, Come on, Mike. 
but I would tell anybody who's aspiring to do this and mm-hmm. just to surround yourself with people that are that are better than you. People yeah. that are that are already doing it. Don't be hanging around people who are naysayers and telling you it's not possible. Um, you know, and the main thing I would just say is to not give up because you're gonna have it's gonna be you know peaks and valleys. It's gonna be good times, bad times. It's any career you in, but if you're yeah. trying to be a, an artist, yeah, you just gotta give it 110 percent and Keep going. Don't give up. Yeah. You know, don't don't be discouraged. And uh, you know, and, and people these days they have something we didn't have. We didn't have no social media to kind of promote yourself and put yourself out there. But so exactly. you know, always be um, be cautious of, of what you're putting out in, in, into the world, into the universe. You know, like the messages you put out, the image that you portray of yourself. Like mm-hmm. that stuff is forever. Is. You know, so if, if you if you're trying to be an artist, then promote your art. Don't be on here. Doing foolishness and, and taking you know, all your business. Oh, I that too. You know, what I'm saying? so just, and taking your love life stuff out there uh, when, when you break up. Y'all got to stop it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, you 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 are your your agent. You are your manager. That's you know, uh, your publicist. You know, so just be 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 be, be smart about it. You know, yeah. um, you use it to your advantage. Yeah, keep it positive and professional. That's what I say. Most definitely. Most definitely. Okay, so now you've been on some of the biggest stages, period. Have you ever, tell the truth now, because I mm-hmm. I know I have, have you ever had anxiety before performance? And if I'm you saying. did, okay, so what was your process for dealing with that? Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would say I would say I have more anxiety when I'm, like, the leader. Like, when I have my, my, own, when I go on my own show uh-huh. and, I have to be, and I have to engage the audience and talk and mm-hmm. crack jokes and, you know, try to be be entertaining as opposed to just, um, <laughs> I mean, because, look, look I, can, I, can play, I can play a festival with 20,000 people out right. there, but as long as I'm just in the back, you know, playing my horn lines and the occasional solo, I'm I'm kind of cool, you know, but if I got to but if I got to get out there in a room full of fifty people, if it's a jazz club and it's but it's my thing, you know, I can I can kind of get in my head a little bit about that, you know what I'm saying? So see now you um, now you see how hard it is to be a front person. It ain't no joke. Yeah. It ain't no joke. Yeah, yeah. Cause you got people that that don't know you and they just sitting there looking at you like, okay, entertain me, you know. So it's uh it's tough you know but you know so I, might, I, I might i might i might you know i'll i'll, I'll say a prayer you know i yeah. ask you know and, I, and then i might also have me with a sip of bourbon too yeah uh but you know my, yeah. uh this is one of my secrets this is how i have to you know pump myself up sometimes if that creeps up upon me because i love the mm-hmm. stage it's like a home for me so i don't I'll be, I'll be tripping a whole lot like I used to, but yeah. when I do, sometimes it might creep up. I say, hmm, they're here to see me. I didn't come to see them. And that that gives me the confidence to say, well, they came to see me. All right, then. Exactly. Let me go out exactly. here and give them a show. You know what I mean? That yeah. that helps me talk to myself like that. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Uh-huh. That's good. That's awesome. Okay, so, you know, I kind of already know, but how do you stay grounded and humble? And so kind because... I I met you like you said when you had just moved here, and you like you know little boy from Mississippi, master's degree, joining the circus, okay, okay. <laughs> but now you you know your career is just is flourishing. You just you're all over TV. I saw you with with Nene's wedding. You saw the Ratchet uh, Housewives, and you're doing HBO shows and Tonight Show, Ellen Show. You know Good Morning America. How do you stay grounded 
and humble and so approachable and kind because everybody doesn't do that. Tell us, how do you how do you do that? I just think that's the way I was raised in Mississippi, you know, mm-hmm. deep south. My parents didn't play that. My, you know, even when I first started playing at church and thought I was getting good, my daddy would always say, son, stay humble, you know. And um, and that's just the way, you know, I saw people when I was coming up, you know. Um, and also just to know, we, look, we are just people, man. We are just trying to figure this thing out. And and most people who I've met who are actually doing it for real, for real, mm-hmm. they cool. They just as humble. It's just it's, it's to, to me, it's, it's, it's the cats who ain't really doing nothing, but, but acting like, you know, uh, I don't know, being arrogant and, you know, kind of uppity or whatever. I mean, because when I was a young kid trying to come up, somebody reached out and, and, and held their hand out and, and, and helped me, you know, quite quite a few cats, you know, and I was just that hungry, hungry, am, ambitious young man that I, I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to do it, how to meet the people. But once I started getting in those circles, I was just so grateful to be there. I'm still grateful. I mean, I'm I'm blessed. I mean, I went to, I went to my house in the morning. It's like, thank God, man, just for my life in general. Just my wife, my children, my parents are still with me. Like, it's it's more than just playing this saxophone and, and, and seeing the world and rubbing elbows and shoulders with these celebrities. I mean, I'm just, I'm just grateful for it all. And uh, just, you know, look, looking for more, you know. That's um, beautiful, Mike. Because, you, you know, you still sound like the same person, very grounded and kind and 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 a lot of humility. I think that's awesome, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. And see, you know, you're making uh, my heart smile, and I'm sure God is smiling down too. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome, man. Okay, so tell me about what do you think are your strengths? I mean, I already kind of know, but for the people that don't know you, what are what are your strengths that make you so successful in this industry in this business? I know you say you do, you know you have a lot of friends and networking, but see, just because your friends might recommend you for something, you could still drop the ball. But you have not. You you got that ball. It's rolling. It's going full speed ahead. So, what are some of your you believe some of your strengths are to keep you you know going and so successful? Um, well, first, uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm, I'm a loyal person. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm an only child, so I'm no brothers or sisters. Got a lot of cousins, but so if, if, if I latch on to somebody and say you my brother, you my sister, we work together, then, then I, I'm gonna honor that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like so. You know, I I don't know if you've seen like my horn section, good times. You know, oh, Melvin Jones. I want to I want to talk to Melvin too. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like it's like not only do we, we put me meet together and all this stuff, but we we are real friends, we brothers, you know what I'm saying? So we 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 branded ourselves. Um, I mean, I was I was doing some tours years ago and stuff. We it was getting canceled and um, you know, just trying to figure out this whole ups and downs of being a musician. And my wife was like, "You you got to do something where you where you have to be waiting on the phone to ring when you're branding yourself, you know what I'm saying, where it's like it's your own thing. And that's how the, the whole Good Times thing was, was born. I reached out to Melvin, and we, we found some cats, some friends of ours around Atlanta, Lil John Roberts, uh, Trey Gilbert, Darius Scott, and we put together this band, Good Times Brass Band. We started just rehearsing in my basement, just, you know, this is probably 11, 12 years ago, you know. And, uh, and that thing, you know, that and the horn section came out of that, and, since then, we've gone on to do a whole lot of things as a unit. I think it's because it's like a brother. It's like a fraternity. Like, we loyal to one another, you know? Right. Um, and I just think I, I try to treat all my situations like that, whether that's working with, with Miss Patty or working with Adam Blackstone, who's the great music director, or Daniel Moore, or the 
great yeah. big Jim Wright, rest in peace. You know, I try to honor all the, all of those situations. When you get called for a gig, you are prepared, you're on time, you are respectful. You're not trying to uh, go in there and take over the situation and, you know, um, I don't know, overstepping your boundaries as a, as a hired musician. And, you know, or when I am the leader, you know, I think I'm also a good leader as well. So it's just, you know, outside of being a musician, I try to have just good character and be a, you know, just be a good steward over, over, over what I have. And, um, you know, I think that's why the doors con- con- continue to, to open. So. And so you are, and you are very grounded and, and you're a nice guy too. That, that, that's important. Cause you know, nobody want to look back. So I can't stand that jerk. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You know, you know, nice guy. Nice guy. Nice but I, guy. I, 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 I try to, I try to be, be funny, crack jokes with folks. I mean, it's, it's a lot of guys that are really talented, but maybe they got a, some, some, some personality things and yeah. a lot of folks don't want to be, you know, be around them like that. I mean, you got to think if, if, if you're on a major tour, you're going to be on a tour bus with somebody for, you know, Ooh. two months, three months on the road. I mean, like, like the, the, the show is going to be 75 minutes to an hour and a half outside of that. You got to be with these people. Exactly. You know, so it's like, it's like a family on the road. Yeah. So when that stuff gets weird, you, 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 you might be sitting at the house, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you can you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work with your people skills too. You know? Oh yeah, people skills are very, they're just as important as your talent. Yeah. Okay, so I know it's just gonna take it back for a minute. Um, do you remember your first music teacher? My first music teacher, yeah. well, definitely. It was my 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 best friend's mother, Miss oh, uh, wow. Andrea Montgomery. Yep. I know yeah. she's proud of you. Have you have you talked to her? Do you feel fear? I just I just saw her. We played a show in Jackson, Mississippi. You with show for real? And she was there. Yeah, oh. she was my first piano teacher. Like I'm talking like you know second third grade. Oh my! I'm like that. I started taking piano lessons. Yeah. I bet she is so proud of you. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, her son was the best man in my wedding. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, let's see. So tell us, um, you know, tell us some good stories. I want to hear some good stories about some of your favorite artists that you played with. I mean, I know you can't really say who your favorite artists are that you played with, but you're still <laughs> out there, so I want to put that on you. But just just give me some good stories about somebody, you know. Good road stories. Yeah, uh, good road stories. Let me see. Uh. Okay, you think right now? Let me see. Um, well, here's something. You know, I don't, you know who uh, P.J. Morton is? Of course. So P.J., he's like, he's in Maroon 5 now. He's a very successful solo artist. Right. But I was rocking with P.J. back 2004, you know, when he put out his first project. And um, uh, he was just, he's he's a hustler. He's a grinder. He, you know, he, he was even doing this a long time. He's not an overnight success. And uh, I just remember his first tour we did. Uh, you know, his his uh, father, Bishop Paul Morton, mm-hmm. and uh, his mom, um, she had she had a bus, a bus like a church bus, and the, and uh, and the and the bus said "Women of Excellence" on the side of the bus. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but oh, we, we had but we but we had tour dates like all over the country. So that was that was the, that was the only bus that he could get to take us around. Now that is so hilarious. We got this bus. I'm talking. We had like three horns, three four background singers, sound man, everything. All that. we was all in our twenties. These young guys. Mm-hmm. We pull up these little clubs, 
Okay, so you okay, you've been in house bands for BET, Soul Train Awards, the Mass Singer, season two. Tell me about that. Now, did y'all actually know who those people were in those masks? You can just tell the truth about that one. Well, with the with the Mass Singer, our parts were all done remote. Oh, was, uh, okay. Adam Adam Blackstone was the was the, the band director at that time for the for the show, and he would reach out to us for certain episodes and say, "We need horns on this episode," you know. Oh, I got you. So. He would send us the files, and we would put our horn stuff on it, you know, and send it back to him. Okay. That's how that went. Okay. But, and, and that's a lot of our work. But you, you said one other show before that. What well, you, you you've been in house bands uh, on so many major things, like see the Stella Awards, Black Music Honors, 2019 and 2020 tribute to John Lewis, CBS 2018 uh, the house band for the Monique show. So, were those networking gigs? Also, I mean, like people calling you up saying, Mike, would you want to play, you know, in a house band on Monique's show or like that? Most definitely. That's, that's, yeah. how, that's how this all works. That's how I, it mean, works. It's, I mean, you know, listen, people are going to call who they know, and as long as you do a good job, you'll still be in, in their rotation, you know. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's it. It's, it's, it's you know, you got to meet the people and, and get in those rooms, get in those circles, but. Yeah. Um, I think, but once you're in there, it's like if you don't do anything to mess that up, you know, folks are always saying, you know, we got to give somebody another chance. I mean, this is this is our job, you know, right. and, um, you know, all those shows that you just named, that's, that, that's probably three people that call for all of that stuff. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that small. So it's it, just it like. It really is small. It really is. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. listen, it's, 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 it's too much at stake. It's too much money. It's too much time and stake for people to be playing around with, with something that, that, that they are unsure about. So yeah. if you've got your group, your core of guys or ladies that you work with, and you know they're going to show up and they're going to be on time. I'll have to micromanage and teach them their parts. Because, I mean, you know, yes, I, I went to music school when I learned how to write music, read music, and all this kind of stuff. But when you get on those gigs, it's not like it's all the range. It's not like I'm sitting down and I'm reading the book of this is the, the show of music. Sometimes that happens, but most times we can call because they know the horns are going to come up with their own arrangements. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they just give us a template of, of what, how it's going to go, and then we go off in the room or, you know, and work at our own stuff, or we'll have time to arrange it at, at home before we get there so we're not wasting time. I mean, you're talking about unions and the clock is running, and, oh, yeah. you know, you might have three, four days to put a show together that's going to be watched by millions of people, and people got to know what they're dealing with when they call you to do that kind of work, you know what I'm saying? So you can't be in there acting like you don't know what you're doing. So it's exactly um, no fear. You know, and you know yeah. what I, but you know what I love out of everything, and you know you've you've made such a great contribution to the music industry. You know, doing what you do, and I know you have a lot more to contribute. But what what warmed my heart is when I saw, okay, you have served as an artist in residence in the U.S. Virgin Islands providing music education and mentorship to middle school, high school, and college students throughout St. Thomas, St. Croix, St. John. Uh, you're the vice, oh, yeah, and you're also the vice president on the Grammy Board of Governors for the Atlanta Recording uh, Academy. Now, tell me, how did you become, the, you know, the artist and resident for the U.S. Virgin Islands, you know, and mentoring the kids up and coming? My guy, uh, Melvin Jones, who I work with all the time, he, that was, that was his gig. He was already down there, wow. and they needed 
they they needed to have somebody come and teach the wood students, and you had to have a master's degree to do it. So um, that's how that worked. And um, I was I was going down there for a couple of years until they had a really bad hurricane, mm-hmm. and then the, and then that program stopped for you know it stopped for a while. But um, yeah, I mean it was a great experience. We would go to every middle and high school throughout the U.S. Virgin Islands. I mean like the public schools, the inner city kids, you know, like for, mm-hmm. you know. So it was it was it was amazing. It was it, you know it was just definitely it was music education, but it was a lot of mentoring. I'm 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 still in touch with some of the students now. They're in college and out of college, and they reach out to me sometimes via social media or whatever, just yeah. asking for advice. And I'm really just proud of them, you know. I know you are proud to see what you're doing. You're you're giving back. You know, not only are you reaping benefits from you know all your talent and everything, but you're reaching back to help somebody else and encourage their little spirits and their souls to. You know, because they're looking up, look, looking up to you and saying, "Wow, I want to be like that one day." That's awesome. I love that. Okay. And that's the main thing, just really just showing kids what's possible. Yes. You know, like it's it's all attainable. That's what I just tried to tell my kids. Yes. You know. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to to dream. It's no ceiling unless you put it up there. Exactly. And like you say, don't hang around. If if you're the smartest people, in, uh, the smartest person in the group of folks you're hanging out with, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you can't. You you gotta be the the least smart. You know, I try to surround myself with people that are you know do way better than no more than what I know. I can't. Because that's how you reach for success, and you you know be around. You surround yourself with that, and that helps you feel better who you're trying to be, whatever. Right, exactly. Okay, so how did you become the vice president on the Grammy board of governors for the Atlanta Board Academy? I don't even know. Tell you the truth. <laughs> Are you so crazy? I'm so crazy. crazy. You don't Look. even know. How does how it make you uh, don't even know? <laughs> I don't know. Look, I was I was um, really um, just wanted to be more involved, you know, with um, – stuff outside of playing music in Atlanta. It's probably like seven, eight years ago. I don't know. And um, I was asked, I was, I, I think Jay Fly, the drummer Jay Fly was, Jay Fly. he might have been the, like the, the, the chapter some secretary or something at the time, but he was kind of telling me, you know, check this out, go to this and this. So I found out about this um, organization called Georgia Music Partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're kind of like, they do stuff that the Recording Academy really can do, like, as far as, so they'll, you know, try to get things as far as, like, legislation passed for, to help out the music community in the state of Georgia, and, you know, like, a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I, I start going to some of their events and meeting people, and um, next thing I know, I was nominated to be, um, on the on the board of governors, you know, I, I don't even really know how I, how that happened. You know, um, I know how it happened. You walked in the room and you start smiling, and your smile just lights up. You, you're so you're so uh, charming. You're so I, charming and endearing. It makes you you know people want to gravitate toward you. Oh, plus your that. credentials though, your, your credentials here. But I'm saying you know, your spirit is kind. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It, it is. It makes people want to gravitate toward you. That's that's real important. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I'm so pr- that's I'm so proud of you. That's freaking awesome. Okay, so what is your ideal collaboration? Who would it be with? Or have you already done it? Go ahead. Uh, I've I've done a, a, a lot that I didn't even think I was gonna get to do. I um um I would love to work with D'Angelo. That's mm-hmm. one of my biggest influences. So 
some somebody that's still with us. You know, a lot of my stuff is the old school mm-hmm. um, that I really love, but I would love to work with, with D'Angelo in some form or fashion. Um, and actually, next week, we actually are going out to Vegas to start this residency with Usher, so that that's going to be... Oh, man, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, And it's just crazy. Like, if you just say something long enough, you just, you know, whether you're you're, you're praying for it or you're praying about it or you're speaking it into existence, some some people believe in that manifestation, speaking into the universe. But you just, you're saying these things, you're working towards the goal. Right. But then it happens. I mean, like, we got a phone call about a month ago to do this thing with Usher. Like, what? I, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's, this stuff is just mind-blowing. You know, it's like you're not even really, you're not asking for it. You're like, hey, man, put me on. Do this. You're just doing what you're doing. Right. And people see and people see you actually pursuing your goals and you're actually working on them, you're doing it, and then you keep on getting blessed. I mean, the Bible says faithful that works is dead. You got folks just praying, 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 Lord, give me this dude. But you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you better preach. Say it for the people in the back. You know what I'm saying? But so it's like, but if you actually working towards the thing and you putting yourself out there, the content you put out there is saying, I'm doing this, this is, I'm branding myself as this, I guarantee you doors open and stuff starts to happen. But if you just sitting, sitting around mad because you're not getting the calls and they don't like me and blah, blah, whatever, you know, you, you know how cats be talking oh, around yeah. town or whatever, you know, around the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. focus on you and, and that, that, that stuff will come. Don't be, you know, Hating on a, another man or another woman's mm-hmm. blessings, you know. Because the same God that blessed them, he's waiting to bless you. The power mm-hmm. of life and death is in the tongue. Got to be careful what you say. Positive in, energy, positive thinking is critical. And you got to believe in what you're doing. Believe in yourself, you know. Yeah. That's why you can't yes, be around a bunch of naysayers, negative folks, because they'll hold you down. You got to believe in yourself and just yep. stay true to your art like you're doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know you're busy and everything. I don't want to keep you too long. I have really enjoyed this interview. Okay, but okay. So I know you. Uh, if you're playing tonight or playing tomorrow night, whatever. What? How do you get ready for a performance? Do you still? Do you still woodshed practice? I, I'm sure you do. That's why you stand, you know, on top of your game. But do you? I really? mean, honestly, mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. I practice for the, the the gig that I'm on. <laughs> you know, I, oh, yeah. I learned that music. But as mm-hmm. far as like the fundamentals, you know. Mm-hmm. Skills and working on patterns and mm-hmm. you know, transcribing. I mean, I'll do it every now and then, but I would encourage the students, if y'all listening, folks in college, high school, oh, yeah. practice. This is your time to get it, get in the woodshed and work it out. Mm-hmm. You know, spend a few hours a day working on those fundamentals. So when you get on the gig, it's like talking. You know, it's like it's, I can just you know say words. I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. I'm just know I'm talking. So that's kind of what it's like once you get to the gig. It's like I already know how to read. I already know how to improvise. I already know how to, uh, you know, make horn parts, uh, play in harmony with my fellow musicians. I mean, it's like it's, it's, it becomes a, like a like a second nature, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that that I don't <laughs> that I shouldn't be practicing certain things. The Lord knows I need to be working on something. But you know, it's just like time. You know, there's not enough time today sometimes to work yeah. on yeah. certain things. Well, you have to rest. And, you know, once you hit the stage, that's a form of practice as well. You know, and, yeah, so, you know, you have to do what you got to do. But whatever you're doing, it seems to be working for you, Mike. I sure do appreciate 
this uh, interview. Now, if you got one more little funny story you want to interject, you can. But if not, I understand. I appreciate you. One more story. Okay. Yeah, one more story. Yeah, good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love some of these stories that I've been hearing. I'm telling you, I didn't know some of this stuff. I'm like, this is so much fun. I thought about so much stuff, man. This is cool. <laughs> um, it's not really funny. Yeah. But let okay. me see. We was, it was like April, April Fool's Day. We were going to with Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, we'd always come together like in a prayer circle or whatever. And uh, um, let me see. Okay, I got a different story about the press circle. Press circle, Tyler Perry. I had just started working with him. So, you know, I'm still, like, in my mid-20s. And, like, this is it. I can't even these keys. I'm about to, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so me, me and one of the other guys in the band, I ain't going to say his name because I don't want to get in trouble. But yeah. we, we go in and, 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 and have some beers before the show. You know, we got a little, little time. We go find a little place. We go drink a couple pictures or whatever. And, uh... And then we and we, and we go back to the prayer circle, you know. Uh, it's after the show, so like, all right, everybody come in, we gotta pray. And um, Tyler comes right up to me to hold my head to do the prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god! And and he got a real strong sense of smell. He got a strong nose on mm-hmm. him. So he um, he says, uh, Michael, is that is that alcohol? I, I smell on you because he don't want nobody, you know. Drinking at drinking at the job or of course not. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh my and I ain't saying I was messed up. I had a few beers, whatever. Right, right. You know, so he was like, he was like, is that you? I said, I said, no, sir. I didn't drink anything, you know. And so I'm, I'm, and so I'm looking at my guy in the van across the across the other side of the circle, and he's looking like, man, please don't say that that I was with you, you know, whatever. He said, well, what is that that I smell? I said, uh, chicken? <laughs> chicken? I said, yeah, I had, I had some bourbon chicken. And then, and, I, and so he, everybody falls out laughing at this point <laughs> in the press circle. And then he, and then, but so the thing that saved me was he knew the night before that, that one of his trainers took everybody out to hang out. And so he knew people was hanging out and, you know, right. having, having drinks with us. He was like, He's like, oh, yeah, that's right, y'all did go out last night. He said, man, it's coming out of your pores. It's just something like this. And then, but I, I wouldn't have been. I probably wouldn't have been. <laughs> but then, so the whole day went away, and I, I didn't lose my job. But I tell you, my heart was jumping out of my chest that day. And I was like, okay, let me not have a beer before the show oh, ever again. Okay. Now that was a close yeah. call. What are the close calls? Yeah, I, I had just started. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to go home. I just got here. Smells like chicken. <laughs> oh my god i love it well man you know that that's a good one so i appreciate you so much congratulations on all your success prosperity your wonderful endeavors i love your wife i'm also following what she's got going on congratulations on your beautiful family and you know just stay safe out there protect yourself and keep shining thank you so much for having me thank you so much i appreciate you love you I hope you all enjoyed the interview with the great saxophone musician, Mike Burton. That was so much fun. And don't forget to check out my music 
on all the streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, wherever you can buy and stream. And remember, a day without music is unnecessary. Thank you for listening.